0: welcome to the Trust Your Body Project. Trust Your Body Project is a podcast and social media movement designed to help you heal, eat, and create space for the things that truly matter. I'm your host, Whitney Catalano. I'm an anti-diet, health-at-every-size registered dietitian, helping you stop dieting, make peace with your body, and take the power back from your inner bully. Welcome to episode number 16. On today's episode, I'm keeping it short and sweet, talking about five ways to start loving yourself when you just don't. This is something that I was asked on Instagram um, this week, I think, and of just like, how do I start loving myself? And I definitely want to talk about that because I think it's relevant for most people. Sometimes loving yourself can be the hardest step to take. We can get so caught up in hating our bodies or hating certain things about our life or just, you know, being caught in our own like frustrations and we need to shift the focus a little bit and focus on how we can start loving ourselves. And I'm going to give you advice that you probably won't find online on like a, a random like listicle on Mind Body Green. Also, a listicle, great word. But before we get into that, this podcast is not brought to you by anyone because, as you know, I closed on my Patreon. And thank you to the person who DM me telling me that I had the outro for my Patreon still. So I'm I'm replacing the outro today. So you're going to get a whole new outro, which is really fun. Please, please, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you to the three people who have left reviews since the last episode. We've got Megan Loring, Trisha LJ, and Matatas Haduti. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I, I got a text from my friend like you're going to absolutely love the name that I love the review under. So I do. Matatas Haduti is <laughs> it's just... Brilliant. And I'm a huge fan. So thank you, thank you, thank you to those of you who have left reviews. And if you haven't, please go leave one so I can end up on new and noteworthy. As always, if you would like to heal your relationship with food and your relationship with your body, really, and just fully step into your power, start showing up more in your relationships, start actually caring about yourself as much as you care about other people, because I know you, my ideal clients, like I absolutely know you. I know everyone who works with me, literally almost everyone who works with me has the same problem that I had most of my life, which is you take care of literally everyone else except for yourself. So if that's you, hi, I see you and stop that. Um, So we work on that part. We work on communicating boundaries and actually communicating what you need. So that anxiety that you have when you know that you need something, you know, you need help. But instead of just like asking for what you need, you kind of freak out and get in your head. You don't want to be a burden. We definitely work on that. We work on just like showing up more confidently in your life. So not being so worried about what other people are thinking of you, not being so worried about, you know, am I going to be able to eat correctly? Or am I going to like look good enough to go do these things? Like, just go and do them. We focus on you living your life. And throughout this whole coaching process, you'll become a more relaxed, confident, self-assured and vocal person. So one of the things that I love seeing in my clients is how their energy shifts while we start working together. So they start attracting new people into their lives that really like respect this authentic self. And they start getting rid of and pushing away the people in their life who are used to them being someone who they can like walk all over. So If you have people in your life who you feel like you're always helping, but are never helping you back. Well, when you start standing up for yourself and you start stepping into your authentic self, Those people are either going to get on board or they're going to become really upset with your new boundaries. And this is something that's a really important part of this process, because as you step into this new version of yourself, as you grow, as you become more confident in who you are, and yes, of course, heal your relationship with food, stop being so stressed all the time, stop binge eating, stop hiding food, stop feeling so ashamed around food or ashamed in your body. As you become more confident in all of these different areas and more self-assured, you will start attracting the people in your life who really admire and love you for you and not for what you can do for them or the front that you put up. Like They will love and respect you for you. And that is so beautiful and can also feel really freaking scary when you're going through this transformation because we're unpacking those harmful beliefs that you've adopted as a kid and we're unpacking all that childhood ah that you got from you know your mom or whoever telling you that, you know, if you were just a little bit thinner, like maybe you shouldn't eat so much or making all those little comments that you've like held on to for this many years. Oh, we're unpacking all of that and we're writing letters. We're 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 getting it all out. So if that's something that you're interested in, you want to partner in all of that, you can book a clarity call with me, com slash book. That's slash book. And we can see if we're going to be a good fit working together. I'm still taking on new clients. I take on new clients on a rolling basis. And the nice part about that is I'm kind of like, until I reach capacity, I'm going to be kind of always taking on new clients because as I take on new ones, others end and it's just really good. So if you want to get started on that, there's no time like the present and we can, you know, I'll be able to hold your hand through this whole summer season. So let's do it. And I work with people virtually, so I work with people all over the world, so don't let that stop you. WhitneyCanalano.com slash book, and I can't wait to talk to you. A quick disclaimer that the information in this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and is not a substitute for individual medical or mental health advice. Okay, so for the advertiser, I'm just going to catch up on my life really quick. Basically, all I want to say, so I had like a really sort of chaotic week, I guess, just because I was so tired. I went to this music festival last weekend, Lightning in a Bottle, which is this like yoga, workshops, music festival thing. And obviously there's music and I like to drink. So <laughs> there was drinking and there's sleeping in the desert. And it was, well, it was on a lake, which was really nice, but it was kind of raining a couple of days and really hot the other days. And you don't really sleep that much. Um, it's so cool. Like it is, literally one of my favorite weekends of the whole year it is just like such a beautiful place and the energy is incredible and i just i mean i can't say enough good things about this music festival and hopefully i've been really wanting to talk like do a talk there so let's hope that next year they'll accept me i'm going to start you know reaching out and see who i can get involved with yeah what was interesting is i had this moment at the music festival where I was like kind of drunk, you know, and I was just like in my head a little bit, like tired, like classic. And I just got a little bit of anxiety. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, what if people like people know that I'm here this weekend and I don't really post on on Instagram when I'm gone doing things because I want to just be in the moment. And you know, it, it just, that's, yeah, I just keep them separate. I just had this moment of like, oh my gosh, what if this is unprofessional of me to be here? What if people are judging me? And then I had to stop myself and be like, whoa, whoa, whoa no, we're not like, what am I going to do? Not do the things that I love in my life just because someone might be judging me. Like, hopefully if y'all are judging me, then, you know, you'll find someone else who doesn't do these things and that's fine. And hopefully the people who are listening, like respect the fact that I'm doing the things that I love and that I'm so vocal about it. Like i this is the most open and authentic I've ever been in my business and my online world. Because this is the most seen I've ever made myself. Not only is my platform so much bigger that like more and more people are seeing what I am doing and who I am, but also I'm just like, I've never been more myself in my life. And that's that's such a weird thing to say because I've always been me. But for those of you who have been through this journey of like trying to please everyone, like that people-pleasing thing, if you're a people-pleaser, hi, like n- n- nice to see you. I've never been more me i've never been less concerned with what other people think than i am now and sometimes that people pleaser voice creeps into my head and is like well what if people are judging you and i'm like wait this thought that's literally starting to give me anxiety right now is just a thought and nothing nothing happened no one called me out i wasn't even on social media like and no one there's not a single person that made that thought happen, except for me. I was just honestly underslept. Being a little drunk will do that, okay? Like, Adam, you know, I was between music sets, and I was just in my feelings and in my head. And the thing about thoughts is that thoughts create your feelings. So that thought, that one thought of like, oh my gosh, someone might be judging me for doing this. Someone might think I'm unprofessional or whatever it might question, call my credibility or something in a question, right? Created the feeling of anxiety in me. And I was like, and I I could have believed it. I could have let it take over and like started freaking out about it. But one, that wouldn't have changed anything. And two, like I recognized really quickly that I created that thought. I just chose to buy into it. And the thing about thoughts is that sometimes they come and sometimes they go. And that's okay. We just got to let them like pass by us and choose which ones we want to believe. And I'll tell you this week since then, I think I'm just in this sort of like restorative period right now, or like a little bit under construction because this week I've been having like lots of thoughts. I've been so tired. Like, oh my gosh, I can't even tell you how tired. I mean, granted, I did not sleep last weekend. Like there is no sleeping when you're on the ground in the dirt, it's just not a thing. And so I'm sure I'm still like recovering from that. But I'm also just, I have gone through such a huge transformation in my mindset and my mentality the past few months. And now I feel like I'm kind of like restoring a little bit. Like I I reached this point where I was like doing really well, you know, maybe the past month, I've been like settling into this new sort of way of thinking this new change that I've been going through with all the business coaching I've been doing and just kind of like, this new rhythm that I'm in. And I can only really do one change at a time. Like when I make a big change in my life or even a small one, I can only really do one thing at a time. And that's the ironic part about dieting, right? Is dieting really tries to tell you this idea of changing your whole life all at once. And that's just not ever going to happen. It's never like, I don't care where you buy into that idea, whether it's in dieting or whether it's in like self-help or life coaching, or whatever it is, you're never going to be able to like change a bunch of things all at once and have it stick or have it be as meaningful as making small, thoughtful, meaningful changes. And that's something that I teach my clients a lot is like, make a change, sit on it, absorb it, like let it. We're really cyclical creatures, right? So the human body, everything that we do is very cyclical. And when we make a change, I kind of think of it as a circle like we make a change then we resist it a little bit. Always expect resistance and we don't really make the change, right? (laughs) And then we start to make it and we start to get in the groove of it and then we get emotionally exhausted. And then it's like, okay, that was a lot. I got to recoup. So that's what I feel like I'm in right now. And that emotional exhaustion, one of the things that happens is, for me at least, is it tends to bring up new things. It, It tends to bring up, it's like preparing me sort of for that next step forward, so right now, I feel like I'm in this little preparation, and the problem with that is that when I'm in it, it feels really icky and really uncomfy, and I don't like it, and there's like multiple people in my head, okay? So there's this one one person in my head that is like the person you just heard. She's so good. She's so grateful. She knows exactly like this is the cycle. You got this, girl. Like you're doing great. Keep on going. Like you just made huge progress in your life. You're making huge progress in your business. Like you have such clarity, like keep going. You're doing great. Like just this, this is just a phase, right? You're just in a, in a little funk right now. And we're going to come out of it even better than you were before. And then there's the inner child in my head who wants to yell and scream and be like, this is uncomfy. This is icky. Get me out of this right now or I will scream. And it's like, oh, So that's what she's doing. She's freaking out. Okay. And then I have this like third voice who thankfully has gotten so much quieter since I've made this huge shift in my mindset and like huge shift in how I approach my life. Um, and something again, I work on with my clients is like, there's this third voice that used to be like the, one of the loudest voices, like the two loudest voices for me used to be, the voice that was fighting it, the inner child who was like fighting it every step of the way and like throwing an actual tantrum about it. And then there was this third voice who was like, this is it, I'm, I'm gonna be stuck in this forever. Like, oh, you feel bad today? Well, th- welcome to your new life. Like, welcome to your new reality, settle on in, like you're stuck here. And like, this is the end, and what are you gonna do about it? Because if you don't change everything right this second, you're gonna be stuck like this forever. I'm sure some of you know that voice because it's freaking loud sometimes those two voices used to like run my life. Like literally every time I was in a funk, it felt like the end of the world. And it felt like, oh my God, if I am stuck like this for too long, I'm going to be stuck like this forever. So I got to fight and push it away and push it away and push it away. And oh my gosh, what does this say about me? And who am I because of this? And what does this mean? No, 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 no. And like, like, let me fight it. So those two voices used to be really loud. And this, the first voice, I guess, the one who's like, clarity, calmness, like, this is your pattern. Like, you're doing great, sweetie. Um, <laughs> like, literally Kris Jenner as as my, like, older, wiser mom. Like, you're doing so great. Um, she was barely there. But then she always showed up when everything was good again. She'd be like, see? you did it. So I just let her like reassure me more. Like now she's come in a little bit more during the like tougher times and been like, Hey, it's okay. You got this. So it's really been helping to like have people who understand all of this. I hope any of this made sense, but have people who like understand all this to talk to. I talked to a friend this morning and she really helped kind of put some of this into perspective for me. And Yeah, so I've been having one of those weeks where all the voices were chatting and then this fourth voice who is like my sleeping bear who's just inside of me like, go take a nap. (laughs) I'm like, I want to take a nap, but I can't. I have things to do. Um, So yeah, long story short, we're going to get out of this and it's going to be okay. But I want to just say that for anyone who's in that right now and who's kind of going through this cycle, this part of the cycle where you're like kind of, in a restoration, like a fog, know that one, it's okay to be where you're at. It's okay to be emotionally exhausted. It's okay to be anxious. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to feel anything that you're feeling. Like you are allowed to be in that right now and you don't need to fix it or rush to change it or to push it away or to fight it or to judge yourself for it. You can just exist in it for a little. And let it pass through you because that honestly is one of the hardest things to learn how to do, but is the most powerful and rewarding part of this whole process is like learning how to just sit in the ickiness and the discomfort of it all and be like, yeah, this is it right now. Like, that's okay. It'll pass. And then two, I want to say that like, make sure to empower that voice who knows that one inside of you that knows like, you will learn from this. You will look back in a month or however long and be like, oh, that's what that was about. And okay, these are the changes I need to make. And like, that was what I needed to do. And I did it because that voice is guiding you. And I'm sure there's other things guiding you to sort of your next big step forward. Right. But let that voice calm the others but also let the others throw tantrums that's okay too you don't need to shut them down you don't need to shut them off let them throw tantrums but don't buy into them they're they're just voices you got lots of voices inside of you and if you have no idea what i'm talking about i don't know if this podcast is for you (laughs) no no it is you can stay okay stay oh gosh stop pulling my leg (laughs) um so yeah that's what i've been going through what are you doing (laughs) okay uh should we get into the main dish yeah Okay, so for the main dish today, we're talking about five ways to start loving yourself. And I'm gonna keep these short and sweet because I just went on such a little tangent. And um, yeah, this is already longer than I was planning. So here we are. Is anyone surprised? Nope. So the first way is to literally be open to the idea that loving yourself is even possible. Here's the thing. I'll be doing work with clients sometimes and we'll get to this point where they're really resisting any sort of self-love. And then I'll ask the question like, do you even think it's possible to love yourself? Or are you open to loving yourself? And then it's this question of like, you know, like a couple of beats and like, oh, I've never even thought about it. So that's definitely the first place to start, right? Are you even open to loving yourself? Because sometimes we get so caught up in the things we don't like about ourselves. We get so caught up in the stories that we've learned over the years about what we don't love about ourselves or what is wrong with us, that we don't even necessarily think about the fact that loving ourselves is an option, or we get attached to the idea that it will never happen. So that's the first place to start, is just detach yourself from the idea that it'll never happen and open yourself up to the idea that it will. A great way to do that is to journal about it. Write down all the things that scare you about the idea of loving yourself. Because there are some scary things. It's kind of vulnerable to love yourself. Because if you love yourself, then you have more to lose. If you don't like yourself, and then you're rejected or anything like that, it can feel like, well, I don't like myself anyway, so I'm just like beating people to the punch. Because if other people don't like me, then it's like, well, it's no surprise. But actually, it hurts more when you don't love yourself when other people don't love you because it's like kicking you when you're down almost if you love yourself and you really are working on your like confidence and granted i'm still like i still want to be liked if someone didn't like me that would still be hard for me like i'd still have to work through that and i'm sure you know being on instagram really helps (laughs) um being twitter really helps (laughs) you know it's like there's a certain level of stress that if you're a people pleaser having someone not like you will cause. That being said, if you love yourself, it will affect you a lot less. Or if you're taking steps to work on loving yourself, it will affect you a lot less than if you don't like yourself just because it feels like a safe protection mechanism. So open up to that and write down all the things that scare you about it. And then I want you to just spend like one minute, literally one minute, imagining what would it feel like in my body to say, wow, I really love myself. Like I'm really freaking awesome. What would that feel like in your body? And just to feel like, it it almost feels like tingly. If you close your eyes, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm really, imagine for one second suspend everything, all the negative beliefs you have about yourself and just allow that self-love to fill you for one minute just to open up that pathway of like, okay, it is that accessible. Because that's the thing about self-love, it is actually accessible at any moment in time. You have control over whether or not you love yourself at any moment in time. Does that mean it's easy? No, absolutely not. We're retraining your brain completely. We're rewiring your brain. Like that is not easy, but it doesn't mean it's not possible. So open yourself up to it. The second thing I want you to do is to get rid of the things and the people who spark that self-hate or self-criticism. So there are going to be things, and and after you notice what it feels like to love yourself in your body, like what it literally feels like in your skin, and what it feels like in your heart, and what it feels like in your chest, and your neck, and your jaw, like that, that feeling of like relaxation, you'll notice that a sort of opposite feeling happens when you aren't liking something or you're in a position that where you feel jealous or you feel insecure or you feel any of the things right so notice what happens in your body when these the feelings come up for you and your body is going to be the first indication right sometimes your thoughts won't always get there it'll be a little more subconscious than that so you're scrolling Instagram you see someone on Instagram who makes you feel insecure about your body and you might feel that like instant thought of, oh, I don't feel good about myself. And then a minute later, because we scroll so fast, right? A minute later, you start thinking like, oh my gosh, I need to diet. I need to change my body. no, 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 na. And you maybe didn't even make the connection that that person you saw on Instagram a minute ago, whose body you have always like idealized is what caused those feelings of insecurity or jealousy or self-criticism, Right. And then a full minute later, even though you got that knot in your stomach, even though your heart started to race a little bit or or you started to get a little bit like, oh, uh, that sort of contracting like energy where you just want to close in on yourself, that all happens before maybe your thoughts have a chance to catch up to it. So notice when that happens and unfollow, get rid of it. The other thing that was huge for me that I did last year personally was I stopped doing the things in my life that didn't make me happy. So there was like a certain type of going out that my friends like to do. It's like a certain type of music and show. And for a while, I had to finally be like, wait, first of all, because for a while I was like, why am I not meeting anyone at these things? Why am I not having fun? Why am I kind of miserable? Why every time I go out, I get nauseous? Well, I was like, I didn't like doing that, that thing. Like I didn't like going out to this one type of event that like my friends always like to go to. So when I would go, I would like literally get nauseous because I didn't want to be there so much. <laughs> because that's how like sensitive my body is to me being unhappy is like I get nauseous. <laughs> so I, I had this like long talk with myself sometime last year and I was like, why am I doing things that I don't want to do just because my friends are doing them? Like it, it doesn't make any sense I was like, okay, this is part of it. This is part of the learning to love myself journey is not doing the things that made me absolutely fucking miserable. Okay, let's start there. <laughs> so so it, it takes some time. It's hard when you see all your friends going out to do something. You're like, oh, I want to be with my friends, like love my friends, really don't like some of the activities that they like to do. So, okay, I'll see them later. Like, it's not that big of a deal. And then it opened up my life to go do other fun things. Like I really like to go to comedy shows. So I've been able to go do that more and find people who like to do that. So, you know, just opening yourself up to, okay, I don't have to go do all these things that I don't like to do. Obviously, if you're in a partnership or something, sometimes you're gonna have to like compromise, but, but also like, you know, maybe don't take, love advice for me. (laughs) So yeah, walk away from situations, from people, from Instagram accounts and social media accounts that don't make you feel good because they are just keeping you trapped in this constant feeling of self-criticism or self-hate. Number three, recognize that there's a difference between loving your body, loving yourself, and respecting yourself so okay what's the difference between loving your body and loving yourself i feel like that's pretty clear but we tend to conflate the two especially in this realm right so in this body image healing food healing realm we tend to equate oh if i hate my body then i hate myself today and hating your body and having a day where you're like oh i do not like what i see in the mirror is like, I'm the worst, I'm this, I'm that. Like, we, we take it to the next level and we really, like, beat ourselves down. And that is not helpful. You don't have to like your body to love yourself. You don't even have to be able to tolerate your body necessarily to love yourself. I would love you to get to the point of, like, at least tolerating your body, maybe liking some things about it. But if you're really new to this journey and you're like, nope, I hate my body, it's not going to happen... Leave the body out of it for a hot sec. Focus on you, okay? Because you are not your body and your body is not you. Let me say that one more time. You are not your body. Your body is not you. You are separate from your body. So you can love yourself who you are and not like your body that much. That's okay. And that's really huge because people ask me all the time, how do I learn to love myself now that I've gained weight? You just asked me two different entirely different questions. I don't understand how you gaining weight has anything to do with you loving yourself. Obviously I do. Like that's me just like being a little tongue in cheek because just to make a point, right? Is like if you're asking how do I love myself in my bigger body now or how do I love myself now that my body's changed or whatever, it's the same thing as asking like as you age and your body changes, as you, you know, become older and we get wrinkles and and the body just changes, right? Because it's inevitable. It's gonna happen if you live to an older age then it's like asking, how do I love myself now that my body's changed? Well, you are not your body. We can have a conversation about loving your body, and we can have a conversation about loving yourself, but keep the two separate. And acknowledge how the two intersect. Because keeping them separate doesn't mean that they don't intersect, right? It doesn't mean that your thoughts of like, well, if I hate my body... It makes me hate myself. It doesn't mean those are invalid. It doesn't mean that you should feel bad about letting your body image affect your self love. It doesn't mean any of that, right? It just means that, like, the ultimate goal, like what we're working towards, you got to clarify it, tweak it. Because right now, if you're working towards self love through body love, it's going to get really complicated and confusing. Start by separating the two and then work on one, work on the easiest one first. Self love is oftentimes easier not always you know depends on your childhood depends the messages you got growing up it depends on all of that right but there's a difference so separate those two first now what's the difference between loving yourself loving your body and respecting yourself and or body respecting yourself respecting your body they're kind of different i'm not going to get into nuance of that but loving your body is what it sounds it's loving your body it's a it's a stretch it's a far reach and especially if you're early in this journey it's a far reach respecting your body means that no matter how you feel about your body you still feed it bathe it take care of it make sure that it gets what it needs to function and feel good because your it's like acknowledging that your feelings about your body the way you see your body your body image does not impact the fact that you're still a living, breathing human being who needs to be taken care of. Does that make sense? So this is the whole idea behind just eating enough and not dieting anymore, not restricting your body, not punishing your body just because of how you feel about it, right? And so this is a really big ask if you're new to this journey. It's a really big ask to be like, I want you to feed it regardless of how you feel about it. That's really hard for a lot of people. And I get that and I empathize because, you know, it is hard, but that's what we're working on. That's the whole reason you're here. So I'm just, I got to, I got to put it out there. We got to be honest about it. So recognizing those three differences will help in this process because you can start with the bare minimum of respecting your body, or you can start with the bare minimum, whatever the bare minimum is for you. Start with working on loving yourself. And that's why we're here in this podcast episode. Number four in steps to loving yourself is to create a list of things that you love about yourself and this is one that you might get on a list of online but literally create a list of things that you love about yourself that you love about your personality that you love about who you are I'm sure there are a few things that you can come up with that are like, oh, yeah, I actually do really like that about myself, or, oh, that makes me really unique, or that makes me a really good friend, or a really good sibling, or a really good partner, or whatever, you know? Just come up, like, start a running list of things that you love about yourself, and as you notice another one, write it down, because, again, we get really, really caught up on the things that we don't like about ourselves, and we totally forget to acknowledge, like, oh, I actually have all these really great qualities. And I need to focus on celebrating these qualities because these qualities are really effing cool. And like, yeah, that's like worthy of celebrating. So start there. This one's really short and sweet. And then the fifth one, and probably a difficult one because it's going to feel like the ego is really going to fight this one. I know because my ego fights it too. Create a nightly ritual, and it doesn't have to be every night, but it helps at the beginning to make this a nightly ritual of compassion and forgiveness. What does that mean? I'm sure you know, (laughs) laying in your bed and then all of a sudden your mind starts racing and you start thinking about that thing, that weird thing you said to someone three weeks ago or six years ago, and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I said that thing. I'm so embarrassing. Why does anyone even want to be friends with me? And you start going down this rabbit hole like, all right, this is it. Like, I'm never going to have friends again. I am never going to be in a relationship. I am, this is the end of the world. Like I'm, this is it. Like I might as well just call my friends tomorrow and like tell them to stop being friends with me because like, why would they want to be? Because what did I, why did I say that? Like, and it's literally such a trap. And I know that there are some of you that are like laughing at this, like that, me last night, literally. So this has really, 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 really helped me. Nightly Journals of Compassion and Forgiveness. It is as simple as this. I forgive myself for saying that thing I said six years ago. (laughs) I forgive myself for projecting onto that person. I shouldn't have done that, but it's okay. And I forgive myself. I forgive myself for handling that situation really badly. I was in my feelings and I didn't have any tools to handle it better than I could have move on. That was honestly one of the most powerful things ever. Like when I was in therapy two years ago, year and a half ago, dealing with a situation with a guy and I just like was really in my feelings and I didn't know how to handle it. And a few months later, I was like reflecting on how I had handled it. And I started to get a lot of shame and a lot of guilt. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I didn't handle it better. I can't believe I didn't know. No, 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 no. And my therapist just looked at me and she was like, you did your best with the information that you had. You did your best with the tools you had. So give yourself permission and forgiveness because like you did your best. I know like she was there with me. She was like, I know that you did your best. That was the information that you had. Those were the tools that you had to handle that situation at that time. And now you've learned from that situation and you have new tools. So don't look back on that situation through the lens of your new tools, through the lens of your... What you literally learned from that situation, don't look now, look back on that situation and say, oh, I should have known the things that I had to go through that situation to learn. That's not helpful. Like, yeah, duh. Like, that's the whole point. That's the whole reason we learn them. You know what I mean? So I was like, that really shook me because I was like, oh my gosh, you're so right. And ever since then, that's been a huge motto of mine of you did your best with the information you had. Write that down over and over and over and over and over again. In your journal, Nightly Compassion and Forgiveness, those things that you're obsessing over, you did your best. And in the future, you can do better. Or maybe you won't, who knows? Like, who's to say? And if you don't, that's cool too. Like, don't freak out about it. It is what it is. You did your best with the information you had. I forgive myself for handling that situation really poorly. I forgive myself for making that really weird noise to that random stranger on the street when I accidentally tripped. <laughs> I don't know, I do this a lot, so now I'm kind of out of things, which is really beautiful. Get them off your chest, honestly. They're taking up way too much space. No one else cares if you're holding on to those things. That's the thing about that. We like get so caught up holding onto the things that we feel ashamed and guilty about, and the reality is no one cares. Nobody cares if you obsess about it for six years. Nobody cares. You're the only one who has to carry that burden. So learn to let it go, because it doesn't change it. It doesn't make it better, and it also probably doesn't help you learn from it. You'll probably end up repeating it. You know what I mean? So just we got we got to get to a point where we start to let it go. Okay, that's it for me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. This sort of like we're just we're just chit chatting in this episode. Next week we're gonna have a really good interview. Next week, I am going to Palm Springs to relax by the pool, get some work done. I do have some things coming for y'all, and I've just been dragging my feet on them. I'm in, I'm in all my things. I'm in my little, my little period of discomfort. Okay, um, but I will be bringing those to you. I also forgot to mention at the beginning that I have a brand new binge meditation. So if you want me to calm you down after a binge, if you have been binge eating or if you have a binge and you want me to calm you down, give you some clarity, give you some peace of mind, you go to whitneycatalano.com/slash binge. It's whitneycatalano.com slash binge and you can download that binge meditation for free. I hope it helps. It's got one of my favorite breathing exercises. I talk you through like why it's not your fault, no 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 Just go download it. I think you'll like it. I had someone on the internet put some bird noises in the background. Let me know if you like those bird noises. I can re-release it without the bird noises, <laughs> um, so let me know what you want from me. If you want other meditations, I really enjoyed making that. It just felt right one day, honestly, so yeah, please let me know if you like it, and I will gladly make them for other situations too. Okay, I think that's it. Goodbye. If you are loving the Trust Your Body Project podcast and are ready to dive headfirst into your healing transformation, head on over to WhitneyCatalano.com slash food freedom to learn more about working with me. WhitneyCatalano.com slash food freedom.